Hello and welcome to Teaching River. Hey River, you are four years, six months, and twenty-eight days old. Or uh, yeah, twenty-eight days old today. In total days, that's one thousand six hundred and seventy-one days. Your next birthday is in a hundred and fifty-six days. It's going to be on a Sunday. You are a Capricorn. Um, your Chinese zodiac is a goat, and you're thirty-one in dog years and thirty-five in cat years. Uh, hey, lady. You're starting to pick up on the fact that you need to jump in there. Like I am. Cam is the only one that yeah. ever. Yeah, did he it was right. literally the only one yeah. that had the cue, of the anybody. mental cue. Yeah. Um, so how are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing good. This is very impromptu. Um, uh, it's going to be a little chaotic because I wasn't really doing any planning. Oh, she's looking so cute, passing out. Um, but. You, I want, I wanted to give you a little bit of time before we actually like, you know, uh, in a long form format, uh, talked about everything that went down. And then obviously we have, uh, you know, we got married, so there's a little bit of topics that we can discuss there, but like, you know, you listened to the episodes that I did, um, while you were away getting better and I'm glad you did, uh, not listened to the episodes but like went and got better uh you know went and and did you know checked yourself in and and uh i i I feel that compared to before you're much more uh present i feel like i'm more i even feel like i'm more present yeah because that was the scary thing is i started like you know we had arguments where i was like you know i want the old kelly back and it's not really you know like i want you know, because I always love you for who you are, but, like, there's, like, there was for a little while there, like, not you. You know, not the woman I fell in love with, somebody that slipped off, which probably happens with me. Um, when I'm not on my recovery, there's a, you know, cunty version of me that uh, doesn't listen, isn't doing things that he should be doing. I would and, agree. You know, there's been some days where I look at you and it's like, the love never goes away. It's always there. But I'm like, where, where's the dude that I met? Yeah. So, like, you know, but, like, I'm feeling that, you know, back. There's the... You know, because life is always going to have its ups and downs as I'm never going to be a stable <laughs> person, <laughs> you know, because um, it is totally contingent on whether or not I did what I was supposed to do today to stay sober, you know, and some days I do a good job at it and some days I don't. And that definitely, you know, but like I'm starting to see like, you know, good things that you're doing that are helping and getting you back to normal. Cause like my biggest fear was you that, that Sunday. Um, the reason I was like, okay, I think I have to leave now because you know, the, the fear was of you getting a job, you know, in, a, in three days, which you're very good at and, you know, have the experience to do, but like, you know, having another mistake, be, you know, happen or, or another, event uh you know happen because you're not you know um focusing on you and i feel that you know we're the time is already going by quick when i did that uh, you had 11 weeks you know now you got six weeks left of unemployment so it's like it goes by fast you know it's like even just in general it's surprising at how how much time has gone by since you've come home yeah um you know but um so you heard everything that I talked about. Yeah. Um, do you have any, you know, on the record, 
a retort or a respond to me. We've talked about most of this stuff privately and I'm not trying to open or rehash things, but like the whole point of this is, you know, is to teach river life because it's so confusing and volatile and beautiful and weird. And, you know, this is my originally was supposed to be life or, you know, science, but it's now just evolved into life, you know, and as a woman dealing with mental health, um, you know, uh, having been now married to an addict, uh, you know, I'm sure you have feelings and thoughts about everything that I said uh, in some of the podcasts. I do. I think where I was missing the mark with you all those months was the communication, like what you were saying, I wasn't receiving. What do you think? I think it has to do with that inner child because adult Kelly is responsible to a fault and organized and uh, like everything needs to be a certain way. And even like you see me, like I clean things, I'm like OCD with the cleaning and child Kelly is the free spirit and the person that wants certain things. But adult Kelly is like, no, like with the GED, like I'm starting to study that again because Adult Kelly was telling child Kelly, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You'll never pass that. And that's like basically the voice of my parents. Yeah, totally. And child Kelly is like, no, you want this. Like they're like, I had a moment today. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine over the phone. And they're like, when you get that certificate, you're going to feel great. And I've envisioned, I've actually like daydreamed and envisioned being able to get that certificate. And it makes me feel proud. Yeah, you're capable of it. That's why I got you the book and said, if you get the book, I'll, or if you get, you know, when you get ready to take the test, I'll, you know, um, pay for the test because, you know, it, it's, it, it's, uh, I, I don't think it's something that you know, doing it and like actually getting the certificate and like I'm sure you're seeing now like learning some of this stuff. A lot of it like isn't necessarily rev, 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 uh, why why is it relevant? Uh, uh, relevant was what I was gonna say. Relevant to like life. Some of it is, but like a lot of it is kind of like you know. Uh, in my personal opinion, like it's it's a lot of schooling is backwards and stupid. But like just having it, I think will definitely help you not only self-esteem, but with work, you know, you have somewhere you want to go. And unfortunately that's how society is. We have to have, uh, you know, degrees in order to get certain positions and, you know, you know, so I think you're, I, I know you're able to do it. You know, it's just, as I said to you in the discussion is like, you know, that is, you've never been introduced to the way of thinking that book is formulated around. Uh, I forget who it was, but I I, I want to say it was a uh, either Plato or Aristotle. That's the 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 format of learning that they teach you in school of an orator at the front of the class disseminating knowledge down to you. You write it down and plunk it into your head, and then spit it back out on a test. And that's how it is, which is very different from. <laughs> You had to figure all, you taught yourself. You yeah, have your my own thought, way of learning. My thought process is completely yeah. different. Which isn't bad. I mean, that's a admirable, that's the, the beautiful thing about you is like you're an incredibly educated person and you did it yourself. But like that book is 
formatted in a way that you're not used to. So it's definitely going to take time. Well, you know what the disconnect is for me? Like if I had to tell you right now, I don't know how I did it. And for me to sit down and read that, like I sat down and I read it today, it's like they're telling you how to do it. And I'm like, I usually just go, go with it. Yeah. So it'll be a challenge, but I think you're you're more I know that you're more than able to do it you know and I might like I had a conversation with myself it's like you might fail but like you at least deserve that you need to give yourself the chance to at least try yeah I um my um to get my master certification uh from Apple I had to take classes uh it was basically a three-day class, and it was like 10 hours a day where they just crammed your fucking head full of knowledge, and you had to spit it back out in, like, high uh, percentile. And the one that I took, the program that I'm probably the best at, uh, took me, I think, two or three times I failed the test. <laughs> and, and, like, you know, it happens. I, I failed my... Uh, I'm not a good test taker. That's what I don't like about school. Like, I'm pretty good at being able to bullshit and talk... Not bullshit and, like, you know, bullshitting, but, like, being able to talk and write. And, you know, I can I can uh, express my ideas pretty well. But when you're, when you're putting me... Like, I failed my driver's test four times because um there was a little there's a little clock in the bottom corner and that psyched me the fuck out i'm not good at taking tests i failed it you know i can write a paper i can do math i can do all these things but like the it's the like format of sitting down and taking a test like psychs me out or my brain just like boop and like the apple thing like i had to learn like over 300 key commands and i know them like i know them very well now obviously because i've been doing it for 10 plus years but like even then i was very good at it like the people that helped me study would be like and how do you uh roll ripple slip and i'd be like pop 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 and then i sat down at the test and i'm like oh my god i don't know any of this i'm you know so like tests are you know yeah you might fail it but whatever you know so this was the disconnect for me because I really sat with this for a while after listening to the podcast that you did. The disconnect for me was you were saying mental health and I was hearing you need to educate yourself, get a better job. You're not good enough. That's what I was hearing. But mm-hmm. you were really saying to me, you need to check your mental health. Yeah. But I was not hearing that from you. Yeah. I was hearing basically like what I feel the chip on my shoulder yeah. From my childhood of not being able to have those experiences because like a part of me, like, and I had to let that go was bitter for a very, very long time because I wanted to be able to interact with other children and have friends and have a normal life. I would see other children have this and be like, why do they get that? What is wrong with me? Why do I not get to have this and experience this? When you were... You, you you explained a lot of that in one of the episodes, but like, what were you doing? Because that's a, I, a large chunk of time that you're, you know, that you're in school. So like, what the fuck were you doing in second and th- when you would have been in in third grade we w- moved, when you weren't in school? We moved all the time. So I never got to set roots down anywhere or make friends because we consistently moved. And I spent... Like, and I'm, 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 I'm going to cry. I spent a majority of my life living in my head. Yeah, but like what my, and I hear that, but like the, there's a, you're in school for six hours a day, five days a week. Um, 
what is little Kelly doing during that time? Little Kelly during that time is trying to educate herself the best way that she can and picking up the slack where my mother failed, like things that needed to be done, like cleaning the house because she was not a good mom in any way, shape or form. Like that's like, I just knew how to clean. So I would clean because they, every person in my family is a hoarder Mm -hmm. in one way or another. So that is why I cannot stand clutter or a mess because it just like, and I've learned to like, except you know some things need to be messy sometimes and it needs to be lived in but a part of that comes from that because they had shit everywhere they never cleaned anything so i cleaned if we if we had food at the time i would cook it i took on the role of what should have been my mother's role Mm -hmm. so my time was basically filled with taking care of things around the house if we had a place to stay at the time or just finding things to, to do. I spent a lot of the time when I wasn't being yelled at or abused by them alone. Mm. Like I could literally walk out from whatever place we were living in and just wander off as a child for like hours. And I spent a lot of time, like I would find a place to go to by myself to just sing because like my And still at 41 years old, my fucking love music. That was my dream to pursue something with music, anything. Mm -hmm. So what the first like I and I so know the experience of like the first like probably 48 hours when you're in the psych ward is a lot of regret. I'm like, why the fuck did I do this? How can I get out? You know, all that like stuff and like fighting just anything that you can. Um, and, and we, you kind of went through that when we were talking on the phone and stuff, but like, um, at one point, I forget what day it was, but like you had started like rattling off the things that I've been telling you for months. So you were like, Oh, I get that now. Oh, Oh yeah. I, when you said that, I, I get that. You know, what do you, what do you think, um, and I'm asking this for like, if we ever get to a point of not this situation, but another in the past where like, you're not hearing what I'm saying, like what, what was that, that like started to sink that stuff in? Do you think it was the food, you know, the fact of eating or just like not having any responsibilities and and just having nothing but time to think? Because that's all you can do in that situation. I I think it was a compilation of, like, all things. And, like, a big part of it, too, was towards the end. Like, I know you've said it to me, like, over and over again. But you said it in a different way. Well, a lot of the stuff I didn't say to you, we talked about it in a different way because you were hearing me. But like a lot of the stuff that I started feeling better and like, okay, we're getting somewhere because you'd call me and be like, oh, when you said that thing to me, I thought you were insulting my intelligence, but you were actually telling me to, you know, like you just said, like, uh, you know, um, to like think about it in a different way or something, you know, like, uh, 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 you, like a lot of the things that I've been telling you over the last couple of months came from you. And then we had discussions about it. And that's what I'm interested of hearing is like, 
Because I imagine like sitting in there, like when I've been in, you know, fucking so many rehabs and so many psych wards where you're like just sitting there and like you're replaying moments and it's like, oh, 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 okay, okay. You know, like a lot of that happened. And what is the emotion wrapped around that? You know, what is that? Tell me about that. Just I wanna... like pain and, and anger. I mean, I, I was angry at you at one point because a lot of the times you would tell me, you would tell me via text and they weren't, I'm not going to sugarcoat. It wasn't always nice. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I don't receive, Kelly does not receive things when they're said in a harsh way. Yeah. It just makes me, part of me shut down. Yeah, as I said in the thing, like, you know, a lot of these things I started nice, and I'm not saying at all that it was appropriate for me to, at any point, get mean, but at a certain point it was like, you know, and I'm not making excuses, and I apologize for it, but at a certain point, like, I started to be like, okay, I have to put this in writing, and I have to be mean so she can, like, shock to it, and, like, stop and be like, oh, that's what he means, you know, and that's not the best tactic, but, you know, after several months, it's like, how else, you know, there were so many times where I'd sit there and be like, how else can I formulate this? How can I say this differently? Because I felt, I felt like for a while I was saying the same, the same, like five things over and over and over in different various ways. And, and, and then I get helpless and I, you know, when Grant gets helpless, he gets mean and, and, and that's not right, but <laughs> that's how I am, you know, and I'm, I'm just glad that it like finally sunk in because I'm not, you know, we started working against each other and, and that's the very last thing I want to do. A big part of it is, too, you're, like, I think I was comparing myself to you a lot. And you can't do that. Like, I had a conversation with Carrie today, and she's like, and we both agreed, you can only compare yourself to yourself. Because mm-hmm. I felt like I had to live up to, and I'm like, I'm, you're like, you're great. Like, everything that you do, you're fucking good at, and you master it. And I'm like, well, what if I don't, like, measure up? What if I don't live up to that in things that I do? And I know that's, like, an, a, a distorted way of thinking, but I did that for a long time. And I'm like, there's nothing this man can't do. Oh, there's plenty I can't do. I'm just, I just get very good at what, what I like to do. But there's plenty I can't do. But, the, yeah, there's... Yeah, I do feel like I remember one one like not an argument, but I had said something about I forget what it was, what spawned it. But oh, we were we watched that Pat interview and he talked he was talking about his mom and I was like, "Well, you know, he was in a uh uh, a collegiate environment so like I yeah remember. of course he's smart you know and oh, you were upset yeah. and i was and i remember i, I took shut it. the conversation down because i was yeah. like i'm not doing this yeah. <laughs> i took it personally because what you were saying was you were just you were just saying that and what i was hearing was and i was wrong and i will admit that and i apologize was well if you're like that you need to be well educated and that's that chip on my shoulder mm-hmm. yeah yeah which i get you know i i i i, I get having a chip on your shoulder about things i mean you, you you know you do have a right to be you were kind of fucked over in a lot of situations but as i've learned in my recovery 
Um, and I don't think I properly formulated it when I listened back to the episode, but like there was that one time where you might've read it, where I wrote the day river was born, uh, all the bad, like, cause that's, that was my perception of that day. You know, I was doing Coke in the bathroom, uh, you know, um, uh, Fallon, you know, had complications. They gave me river and like all the, you know, horrible thoughts that came along with being inadequate um and then my therapist said okay now go write it again and focus on the good and i wrote it again and i remember being like there was no good like what i because i don't reread what i write and uh, most of the things i don't reread what i write unless it's in a professional email um but i was like why the the idea of rewriting it was so foreign to me i was just like i don't know like i'm not gonna do this this doesn't make any sense like i've said what i have to say and then i went and did it and i was like oh (laughs) okay there is a different perspective here that i wasn't looking at uh you know and that's a lot of what I, I still have to do is, you know, I, 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 uh, I get frustrated at work, um, with things and I also have to remind myself, but you know, I have a pretty good boss that treats me like an equal. And, and although I hate X, Y, and Z, uh, I get paid decently to have freedom to do what I want. And so shut the fuck up about being angry about, <laughs> you know, this is my internal dog dialogue. I like stop being angry at Glenn. Like, you know, you got a good job, buddy. <laughs> you know, I do that a lot of reframing the cognitive reframe, uh, of, of life, you know, like the addiction, uh, 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 uh Harrison, whom I, I love dearly, but, uh, we've grown apart. He, like I've talked to him about that and he's like, Oh, you know, he doesn't believe in any of that kind of stuff in it, but it is like so important. Um, even on the good of looking at the good and then seeing the potential bad. And like, you know, uh, I do that a lot. Or they do that a lot of like taking a situation and looking at it from every angle and then choosing the one that, it, that applies. I think a lot of it for me too was like build up from yeah. like when we moved. Cause that was, I mean, that wasn't easy. Let's get real here. That was like, build yeah. up of 41 years. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a build up of 41 years, but it like, it came to a head when we moved. It was, it was incredibly hard. And like, I love you to death, obviously, but you, you like, it was already hard and you made, you like, you made it harder. How did I make it harder? We're getting real here. Yeah. Um, before we moved, and I know this was stress on your part too, because we're trying to find a place and everything that's going on, but you would lose your shit on me and be like, well, you didn't do this or you didn't do that with the divorce. And it's like, you can't do a divorce like perfect. You just, you, you can't. And with having to leave the house and move and and lose all of that, which is fine, it's just things, it was hard for me in the sense that I've had to move my whole life. And that was the one place I stayed the longest. Hmm. So it was extra hard. I see that. But yeah. like you you were at like some points like a, a tyrant. Yeah. I could I, I I don't I could see it. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm not trying to, like, say bad things about you or dog you in this, but if we're going to be real, we're going to be real. Yeah, you were, you were a jackass before we moved. You were a real jackass, and I had to, like, go on shutdown. I'm like, we got to get, I had to find a place, and I found this place, and I'm like, we got to get moved, and we did everything, and we came together, and we did it, but it, it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I love you to death, baby, but at the time, you were a jackass. Yeah, yeah. I definitely am capable of, doing, of being an asshole. As am sure. I. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you? What have you been doing? What have you learned from this, I should say? What I've learned is that it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to not accept it. Good. That's a good lesson to learn. Like, it's not okay to not accept it. It's not okay that I didn't, like, let myself fall apart. Like, when we were moving stuff up into this apartment, and I was just, like, stiff upper lip in it and bringing stuff upstairs. I wanted to just hit the ground and start crying then. But I was like, nope, you got to keep on going. Yeah. For River, yes, that is one of the most important lessons I've learned is it's totally fine to be like, I'm not okay. That's what I did during this with you is I put up the white flag on Facebook and said like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. And I'm not going to be okay. So I need help. And I, you know, I'm very grateful for the incredible amount of help that I got. Cause I don't know what I, you know, I, I, I was sitting here like, dying inside and in pain and and so many people bothered me uh and i i guess i shouldn't say bothered bugged me and kept me moving you know towards a an end otherwise i would have you know i probably would have spiraled you know so yeah good that's a good lesson to learn it's totally fine to be like today i'm not okay and i'm not going to do anything until i'm okay and i don't know what that looks like but I'm giving up. Yeah, I wasn't okay. I just wasn't. And then we move in here and... I forgot we had our first fight about the vape. And I was angry with you. I dropped it outside when I was walking the puppies and I let you know. And you texted me back something snarky as hell. And I was so pissed at you. And I'm like, I don't want to start a fight, but you came home. And this this is something you have to know about your dad. He, um, and it, it's my expressions too. When I'm, ha- you could see like, I'm very expressive. The minute he walked in the door, he's like, what's wrong? <laughs> I'm like, nothing. I stupidly said nothing instead of saying, hey, I think you were a dick during text, but whatever. I don't want to start a fight, but I should have been honest. Yeah. Yeah, you do. um, From here forward, I'm going to call you on it. I'm just going to call you on it. I'm not going to hold it inside. You do hold it inside, and and it's okay to be like, hey, we got to have a conversation. Um, So what what are you going to do? Because I'm not concerned about what you have done since you've come home. Like, what what are you going to do? And that's not work and car or anything. That's what are you going to what are you going to do to keep Kelly afloat? Well, Kelly is not going to. Um, and this this is very much from my childhood of being alone and just kind of isolating as a child, too. 
Like I don't reach out. What Kelly needs to do and what Kelly has to, what I have to do is I have to reach out to people. Like I've made it a practice every day to at least talk to two friends, whether it be like about my shit or their shit, just to like have a conversation with, with other humans. Kelly has to eat because, you know, for you, when you don't eat, you just <laughs> turn into a grumpy bitch. Mm. But when Kelly doesn't eat, Kelly hits cars. Mm. You know, if we're really being honest, I hit cards. I'm never going to be good at parking. I suck at it. When I'm well nourished and I'm, I've slept well, I've always sucked at parking. But like I have never in all these years had an accident and I've had two this year. Yeah. Which, whatever, you know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, but, but I need to eat. I yeah. need to eat. Mm. Basically, I need to nourish myself, put gas in the tank, talk to people, do things that make me happy. Exercise. Like, I went for a four-mile run today, and I felt freaking great because I used to, when I was in my 20s, I would get up every morning, and I'd run at least 10 miles before I even started my day and that's how I started my day and I'd come home and I'd take a shower and I'd go to work what Kelly needs to do is have a regular schedule and stick to it and if it deviates somewhat not beat herself up into a bloody pulp because you didn't accomplish it just put it on tomorrow like yesterday, I, I set a time aside to read the GED book, and I didn't do it, obviously, because we got married. But today, I'm like, today is another day. So I did it today. Yeah, good. It's, it's, it's almost like you've been to like 50 to 60 meetings with somebody. This <laughs> 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 is what basic, basic recovery is, early recovery. And what I also need to do is... Because I'm very empathetic. You know that about me. And I'm very, and I've talked to Drew about this a lot, empathic. Like, I could feel when you're off. And I think a lot of the time, what happened between us where we had a disconnect is when I feel you're off, like, I feel your pain so palpably. Like, I want to, like, try to help you in any way that I can. And I have to realize, and this is painful to say, I can't. The only thing I can do is make sure I'm balanced and I'm here for you when you need me, but I can't, like, I can't make you okay. Yeah, absolutely. And vice versa, but yeah. If you can make me okay, I will ask, but, you know, there's there's a, a, a decent amount of things that can only come from another person in recovery for me. You know, uh, just as as you start dealing with some of the eating uh, disorder stuff uh, in therapy and stuff, I, I don't know anything about that at all. So I can't help you with that stuff. I don't I don't I don't know. But like we both have sexual trauma and I can totally help you with, you know, there there has to be a, a, a healthy boundaries when it gets to that, because like it can be damaging to get uh, too involved. Um, you know, just as with my recovery, like if you get too involved, it can actually be damaging, you know, um, 
but like you know there's definitely things that i can do and help you with that like yeah you you can't make me okay but you can be there uh when 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 i know you can you know just and vice versa like you know there's some things that i just i i have to call new rock and talk to him about her or cam you know and that's just how it is and a lot of that comes from the boundaries I've learned in recovery and having relationships that it can be incredibly dangerous to get too wrapped up in that. See, I get that now. At the time, I was thinking, okay, like this man's never going to want to lean on me or share anything with me. And I see you hurting and I'm like, what can I do to help him? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's yeah, a lot of that was I if you're not okay, you can't help me, <laughs> you know? And if I'm, if Agreed. I, if, and, and vice versa, like if you're totally not okay, if you're, if everything's going south, what are you going to do for anybody? You got to get you back in order. Uh, and that's the paradox of like how to get yourself better is by helping somebody else. But there's the point, like, that's like, for me, like, that's visually like when my cup is I've learned when I'm below like 40%, you know, when I'm, if like in the, if I do 10 things in a day to, uh, to keep myself sober and level, if I only did like four of those, I can't do anything else for anybody because it's going to take from me and it's going to hurt me tomorrow. And I, I learned that with Bob, like we would go and, you know, help people and drag them out and get them into rehab and it would just take an immense toll on me because i wasn't good going in i didn't sleep i didn't do my things i didn't go to a meeting that day and i was i was dead for a week afterwards i mean with with helping you uh and and uh dipshit in the beginning uh i remember going to his house after uh the second very big day and being like how the fuck I'm dead, dude. Like, I'm dead. I don't have anything. And he's like, yeah, so you got to go and recharge until you do it again. Because if you do that again, you go back out tomorrow and do it again, you're going to fucking use. And I didn't understand that at the time. But, like, I totally get that. There's times where, like, when New Rock yells at me. But, like, there's times where he calls me and I I don't pick up because I'm like, I can't. I, I, I'm not, you know, I need to fucking i can't take your shit on bro <laughs> and like he he understands that but like you know um and it doesn't feel good to have to do that to somebody but it's all about protecting yourself first yeah that's something that that's what i have to work on and learn because it's like i'm of the mindset and the ilk like you take care of your loved one first yeah that's something i see gay do uh all the time and it's caused problems over the years you know she's not okay and then she's trying to fix every other problem and then what happens is and i say this for myself too you get so obsessive because that helping fixing you fixing me because i'm not okay is going to make you better but you can't fix me i have to fix me so when you fail at that internally it makes you worse, <laughs> you know, like I, get it. I see Gay I get do that it. all the time where she's not okay. And she's going to fix, you know, whatever problem I have. And, and I, she can't 
do that because there's things that I have to do myself and, and it just, it totally takes a toll on her. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a struggle I have with River. Uh, you know, I hope that the recovery aspect of my life will make me a little bit more aware of that, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I've yet to be a father, so I may totally forget all that stuff when I see my daughter hurting. I mean, like my worry, I've always had a worry for you, you know that, because mm-hmm. I care about you and I love you and I, I want you to be okay. But it like really like, there's two times since we've been together that I really like worried about you in a sense of like, wow, he is really not okay. And the first was when we were in Barnegat when Bob had to pick you up. Mm-hmm. And the second is when you you had that that text conversation with, with River's mom. Like I felt the day, the way you felt before Bob picked you up was the same feeling I got from your energy after you read that. And I was like, fuck, what do I do? Like, I gotta, like, I I have to help him. He's in, he's in pain. Like I went into panic mode inside myself. Like he is not okay. And he is hurting and I wasn't okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a dangerous formula. Yeah. The one, like I love my parents deeply. Um, they're wonderful. They're supportive and everything. But the 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 one area that I wish they would understand is I don't want you to fix my problem. I don't want you to even help me. I just want you to be there. Like there's a lot of times where like I wanna you know, lean on Ron or, or Ron's a little bit better at it. But like, there's times where like, I need a mom, but she's going to take over the situation and do it or get so involved where all I want is somebody to be there. I just need my mom there. You know, like I, I wanted her to come over. Uh, and, and like, I so badly one of the days that you were gone, I, I just wanted my mom, but like, I couldn't, I pushed them off on the being like, well, the COVID because a little true, but also like, I just knew that gay would come here and like clean the house and, you know, make me dinner. And it's like, no, no, like I need to do that. Like, I just want somebody here uh, to know that I'm not alone and then I'll fucking clean the house and I'll do the dinner because that's what is going to make me. I'm going to play devil's advocate right here. Sure. And I get, I, I get that, but I also get like, I get the wanting to like cook for the person you love or like clean the place. That's, that's a way in which another human shows love. Like when I do, like when I do your clothes or I do the the cooking or the cleaning, that's my way of saying, I love you and I'm caring for you. Which I get, but like in that moment, in that time, like I was not like Grant wasn't okay. He was feeling lonely. Um, hurt and disconnected and and you know like if gay came here and like started doing things in the house she's taking away like uh, people i do this all the time and and like i try really hard but like people try and take away other people's suffering and and like some like i told you like it's okay to have like i was telling you before all this like go into the room and break down suffer sit in it like i learned that through the trauma therapy of like we would you'd share something and really get deep into that pain or have like a exposure therapy where you're talking about the moment and the the rest of the group is being in it 
like not taking it somebody out. Like it's a rule in some of the groups I've been in where like when somebody shares, you do not say sorry. You do not um, take it off of the person. You don't, you know, make it about yourself. You, you just be there. Let them suffer because that is sort of like in a safe environment, it's healthy to be in pain. It's okay. That's what, that's exactly what the psych ward was is you have no responsibilities. You can't leave. All you can do is wait out the pain and it sucks, but like you get used to the pain and in that pain, you feel it like the the best example of this was i used to do the 12 step uh with bob and um it was just dudes that night there was no women in the room and and it was about the fourth step and in the fourth step as you saw with mine um a lot of it is wrapped around uh relationships and the fourth step for anybody that doesn't know is like all the wrongs that have been done to you that you can remember and the ones that you've done to anybody else and a lot of it is around um uh sex partners and not just sex like you know physical sex but like opposite sex because that's where uh our addiction really comes out uh uh, again not just sex but like just in the opposite sex how you treat the opposite sex is a mirrored reflection of your addiction and everybody was talking about how horrible they were to women uh, or the women in their lives when they were using and i had shared about like well you know i've always been pretty good to the the women that i've been with you know and uh sharing about like how i don't yell at them and like you know because some of the guys were like you know i'd yell at them or throw something or i'd be uh mentally abusive and stuff like that and and i and uh i i was sharing about how like i thought i was a pretty good partner to opposite sex in friend and especially relationships because i wasn't any of those things i was mutually respectful i i I, you know i think very highly of women and i learned in doing my fourth step actually i was a total piece of shit (laughs) in a different way um i didn't mentally abuse somebody but i like with fallon i made her my mom she didn't we didn't start that way i made her my mom i forced her into positions where i i all i did was take and take emotionally physically and mentally and i never was there to give back and that's abuse and i i had shared about like that realization of like i even did that in friendships with women like i i thought i was uh, a good friend uh, a supportive friend because i'm not trying to fuck you i just want to be your friend and all my other friends just want to fuck them um but i'm I learned that I take from the opposite sex because of the comfort that I feel in a, in a woman of that, the, you know, that they're, uh, nurturing. I tend to take emotionally and not give back. And that is fucking abuse. And, and I was, we were driving home. I was in the backseat of his car and I started breaking down crying because like I, all this, like I'm, I'm just, you know, I just talked about my four step and we were driving home. We got an hour drive and I'm like, spiraling out in the pain and I'm fucking crying my eyes out but doing it quietly and my fucking sponsor is in the front seat and I was like I can ask him to get me out of this 
uh, and, 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 and he will, you know, Bob had that way about him where he would get me out of that pain and get me out of that struggle and get my head in a different place. But I stayed in it. I didn't say anything to him. I got home. I went into my room. I fucking wrote about it, uh, for like a long time. Um, like I remember I wrote like eight, nine pages and it was horrible. Like I leaned into that, that night I was in the Tom's river fucking sober house, which I hated that place. And I, a mattress on the floor and I didn't have a light in the room. So I was using the television and I just wailed like a bitch the whole night. And it was horrible. And I felt like my heart was being squeezed. And then I woke up the next day and I was sober and that was the most pain I had experienced emotionally at that time of my recovery and not used. And I learned a valuable lesson because I leaned into that pain and I experienced it and I didn't get out of it. I didn't save myself from it. And I learned lessons that I carry still to this day and remind myself about. And that's... You know, a lot of people don't, they, you know, it, and it's a natural thing of seeing somebody in pain. You want to stop that pain. But, like, it's also kind of fucked up to rob somebody of that. <laughs> you know, like, at, at certain point, like, you know, we do it with kids of, like, they bump their uh, uh, head and you, you know, say, like, oh, you're fine. Don't cry. Don't cry. And and I get a lot, you know, uh, to a certain degree, I get that. But, like, in the psychological standpoint of that is you're saying the feelings you have aren't valid. And that's what you're doing to somebody that's in pain is saying like, no, 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 this isn't valid. Like, even if you're trying to validate their pain, that's why um, if somebody's in pain, what AA really program or 12 step in general is relate to it. Uh, and that's what trauma therapy is, is you don't take it off of that person. You do not say sorry, because that is a is a psychologically like a dismissive idea. That's why when somebody tells me some fucked up shit, I don't ever say sorry um, unless, you know, uh, unless I don't know them at all. And I, I don't know if they've been through therapy or something and, and they might not understand that, you know. So I say, like, listen, uh, if it's somebody I don't know that shares, I go, listen, I don't say sorry in these situations here's my pain. You know, that's the, the, the very core of how we met is I saw you in pain and I didn't come over and ask you about it. I didn't take you out of it. I didn't fucking do anything. I validated it by giving you some of mine and we share, you know, we, we bonded together over that and, and validating and, and, and sharing pain is a very, very, very bonding experience, but trying to save somebody from it is totally fucked up in my opinion people do that all the time and it's like you know that's why there's certain people in my life i don't talk to about any of the the struggles that i have because i know you're not like in a malicious way either but you're gonna take that from me and i know me uh i have to feel the shitty things that i feel because if i don't feel them i'm going to fucking forget next time and and i'm gonna do that shitty thing that got me into the situation in the first place so i'm making a mental note right now that the next time i see you in a shitty place or in pain just be here for you and don't be like you know it just can I? be there don't hover just i'm here when i like when i talk to people in early recovery i always try and end when they're when they're done talking to me i always try and end with if you ever need to be heard i'm here 
because like that's another thing that I definitely do fail in sometimes when I have people in recovery call me but like they'll call me and you start giving advice that's something that drives me fucking insane with my parents if I want advice I will ask you, I will say, and Gay's actually very good at this. I can call her and say, I'm not asking your advice. I need knowledge. And she'll give it to me and not give me any of her goddamn opinion. Ryan's terrible at it. I love him for he's, it. He's being a dad. He's a good daddy and he's just being Ron. And, and I love him for that. But he is so bad at like, I'm trying to just share I'm not asking your opinion. I'm not asking for advice. I'm just fucking giving you something. Oh, my and God. And you fucking, you, you know, it's it's like robbing the experience. I, like, I tr- I've, every time somebody does it to me, I try and I go, like, okay, just, like, don't do this to your daughter. Because, like, she, there's going to be days she's going to go to fucking school and somebody's going to make fun of her fucking hair. And I'm not going to tell her, oh, don't, you know, oh you're beautiful um that person blah 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 whatever you say to fucking kids you know the standard can statement like i understand hun and when i was young i was made fun of too and and just share the experience not the fucking advice or or trying to take somebody out of it it drives me fucking nuts there's a lot of people in my life i do not talk to about things that i'm going through because they do that to me and maybe that's a selfish thing on my part but like i need to experience the good and the bad because if i have a week where everything's fucking great my head is gonna go fucking get up there and i'm gonna start thinking i can do heroin again like that's just how my fucked up brain thinks like i have to think like monday was great but tuesday was shitty you know and that keeps me fucking somewhat level have i been better with that with you like instead of like trying to give you like a resolution of the problem because i remember one time that you were texting me from from work the first couple of months you were working there about something you were working on and I was giving you advice about it and you went off on me and yeah. then when you got home you're like I'm sorry I went off on you but it just like Ron does that to me I remember yeah, you saying that fucking insane like I, I and not just me like anybody that happens to be listening like the people in your life when they're going through something they will fucking ask you for your advice they will very plainly say, here's my problem, what is your advice? If they're just coming to you and saying it and not saying, what's your opinion, don't give your fucking opinion. Because <laughs> like, especially on like, if you're just talking about some cool, whatever, you know, a movie or something, but like when somebody's giving you some real shit, some emotional human fucking stuff, don't take, you know, don't fucking swamp them with the thing. And it's a natural reaction that I do all the time. But like, today at work like sam was having a struggle with uh danny and you know i started to i was about to i i was mid-sentence about to give my opinion on on this is what i do and i remembered that i hate that so i said you know i hear you um 
you know, now that you're hearing me say this, you'll hear, you'll start to like notice, like I say that all the time. I hear you because people like people just feel unheard when you start giving them, you know, advice and shit like that. So I always, I went, I hear you. And I, I gave an example of when Danny pissed me off and we both just, you know, complained about him and we went on, you know, because she doesn't need my fucking advice. You know, she's been there longer than me. She, she knows how to deal with it. All she wanted to be was heard because she was fucking angry. And I like, I love Ron to death, but he does not understand that. Nor will he ever. I get like I used to get angry at him, but I and I still do. But I try and like just remember that that's just who he is as a person. You know, uh, I get, I you know, I get, I get it. You know, or at least I try and get it. But like he just, there's so many times. Gay is great. I uh, there has been many times where I've been like gay. Here's my problem. I'm not asking your opinion. I need your knowledge on said topic and she starts giving it to me and i go okay thanks and hang up the phone and and then i can do it do you think gay gets it better because you guys are alike like that probably probably and gay just tends to hear the boundaries better um ron hears boundaries but he doesn't get them like like, I feel like if I asked Ron tomorrow, hey, Ron, what are emotional boundaries? He wouldn't be able to answer that. And, and like, Gay uh, doesn't like them, um, but she gets them. You know, there's, there's times where I can be like, listen, like, she, nobody, when, there's, like, no human ever that I've interacted with that when I say we need to stop, uh, that respects it, but she's pretty close to, like, where I'll be like, bitch, shut the fuck up, and we need to go away and talk about this later, and she's, she gets it. Like, that's a, if it gets that heated, she will hear that, and, and I think it's because she's the same way. She'll fucking go to 100, and it's like, yo, you, you, you know, we gotta stop. We gotta fucking pause. See, I used to, I used to think in my mind when you would like vent and text me, I'm like, okay, you know, I have to, you know, that's what a good partner does. You, you know, you try to offer them a solution or, you know, your concern, you know, that's what I thought, but I've learned now from you, even when you texted me today, I was like, oh, okay, that's good that he realizes that now, instead of saying you should have done this or you should have done that. It's like, that's good that he, he realized that now. Because mm-hmm. I know that I'm not going to be able to offer you a solution or, or well, there totally are times, but but you need pretty, to you need to be able to ask yeah. me for it because I know you're very vocal. You yes. know, to be like, hey, do you have a suggestion or and what do you think? Much better in the last several months of being like, can I give you my opinion? And and that's something that I fail at a lot. I, I, <laughs> yes. I, I, I tr- you know, like I do it and I'm like, God damn it. I hate it when people do that to me. And I just did it, you know, like I've been trying to, you know, every, every day, week and month, I, I choose a bad, you know, uh, something on my 10th step that I try and mentally work on. And that's something that, uh, you know, I've been trying to work on, uh, uh, the last couple of days of trying you know, that's going to be a month long, training session in my mind of 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 remembering that because like i'm very you know opinionated on things and and a lot of the times people don't need to hear it (laughs) i need to remind myself of that you know like because they're just fucking talking to me new rock's great at that we can call each other and fucking you know we have a, a very good 
you know, we don't even have to like, he'll be like, hey, he'll give me his opinion when he knows I need it. But that's because we've been, you know, talking to each other about real shit for fucking four fucking years now, you know? So you, you have that, we have that bond of like, you know, New Rock knew me when I came off the street of a fucking, you know, like month long heroin run. So like he saw me down and out and watched me grow in the, you know, thing. So he knew, and he knew the therapist that like, so we're, we're like, you know, like family, basically we like grew up in the same recovery situation. So he, he gets it. So speaking of boundaries, how do you think your boundaries are now? In, in respects to what? In respects to like the way you, you treat women. Um, I mean, honestly, in saying that stuff about the fourth step and like all that stuff, I really haven't thought about it recently. So it's, it's going to take me a second. I like, you know, um, and that's probably not a good sign if I'm thinking about it, uh, if I haven't, uh, you know, kept that in the forefront of my mind, um, in a while, but I'm sure I fail at it regularly. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very sure that I do. Because, as I just said, I haven't thought about it in a while. So I definitely, you know, I've been working on many other things, you know. So, like, that, and, and that's something I should probably, you know, now that we're talking about it, bring it up and start working on again. You know, because I was very good at it for quite some time. Um, but it's it's slipped off the immediate, uh, you know, like I said, I, I every day I wake up and I go, here's a shitty thing that I do and I'm going to work on it. And then, like, I, you know, if I do a bad job that day, then it moves to like, a, OK, Grant, you need to think about that for a week. You know, and then if it's something like bigger that I constantly fail at in that week, I go, OK, it's going to go to a month and I'm going to work on that over a month. And, and normally I, you know, probably honestly more times than not, I just get, you know, uh, tired of it at that point and move on to the next thing. But that hasn't been in the forefront of my mind in a long time. Probably, uh, exacerbated by the situations with, uh, Fallon, um, because that would probably be the last time I think that I've really thought about it was the two arguments or disagreements ago. Um, the big one, uh, when I, when I first asked her, not the last time I asked her, but the time before that I asked for more visitation, that's probably the last time I've thought about it. And that's been, that was, I think before you started working there at shore. So it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's probably totally subconsciously wrapped around that. It's that is driving me crazy. Yeah, I know. So what else you got? Um, so what are some things that I need to do to help support your... Because soon... Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it, but like now that we're married, you're going to be able to get better doctors. Um, not saying that you should stop going where you're going, but I do think that probably uh, when you get to a certain point, we should step you to a more serious level of, of deeper uh, therapy. And, you know, um, there's going to be, there's going to be painful times ahead. Uh, what can I do to help you 
through that. Because, like, you have... The good thing that we have here is um, you watched me through early recovery um, grow and become, you know, I was very much a boy and I would say I'm probably like a teenager now. I would agree. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know, but like I have grown quite a bit in that amount of time and I definitely still have a lot, you know, I'll always have uh, a long way to go, but like you know, you, you've seen me through that. So like, we've learned some of the follies of, of, you know, uh, helping somebody through that or not somebody helping each other through that. Cause you saw that with me, you learn that there's some areas that I can't, uh, that you can't help me and I can't help you. And, um, so that's going to be, we got a little bit of a, of a leg up and, and on the other hand, um, I know very well a lot of the struggles and the emotions that are going to be triggered when you go to a trauma therapist and sit there and fucking talk to them or you, they send you home and I'm sure they're going to have you uh, do some exposure therapy. I'm going to know what that fucking feels like and be able to help you in hopefully the appropriate ways at the time. But outside of that, like what can I do to help make sure that we don't get to an explosion point as we did not that it was very much of an explosion but like you know um this fucking gnat has been flying around um but you know you know what i'm i'm saying here so we don't get back to where we were before this like what we're doing right now just sit down and have a conversation with me i know i know we've up and back and forth we've had this discussion about like how you like sending things via text and i'd like to just sit with you if you need to talk to me or i need to talk to you just to be well, able to sit and so have a conversation i certainly have no problem having conversations face to face when you know you're in a you and myself i say in a in a calm mindset you know um I, I've expressed that many times that I am, I would much rather have the conversation, but like most of the time it's, we have to have it at the right time. You know, you've seen that with me. If, if something fucked my day up, it's probably, you know, uh, give me space to shower. You know, if I'm angry about work and I come home, it's going to take me at least an hour to, fucking decompress until I can have a conversation about it without getting emotional again. You know, I'm always open to having that, but like the, the, the reason text would be a default is because in the emotional state, when you want to have that discussion, that's a safer barrier for both of us than standing in a room and having a blowout argument, you know, I don't want to have an argument. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm we're sure we're down. going to have arguments. I think what we have to do is, is just pause. So like if I'm getting too emotional or you're getting too emotional, pause and not pause in, in a shitty way by like, you know, storming out the door or whatever, just like pause. So I love that idea. But being somebody that voraciously asks for pauses many a time, I actually had a discussion with Scott about this uh, one time of nobody respects that. <laughs> 
and I hope that we get to a point of, but nobody does. Like I have tried with every person in my life to like have like uh, the pink elephant of, okay, pink elephant, we got to, and that means stop, all stop. Bob did, a, uh, tried his very best to get that with Gay and Ron. Um, and they don't, they're never going to understand it. I just have to, just thankfully I don't live with them. So when it gets to that point, I can just cut the conversation but like. I, I think a healthy way would be to it's like it's all in your tone it's all in someone's tone of their voice too like you just be like hey baby I just need to pause that's it like in a calm way then of course I'm gonna pause and there's and that's the asshole in me like when you're not calm and you're like I need to pause and you're you're giving me that attitude I'm like well fuck you there's well, the anarchist in me that comes out that it's like well fuck you I'm okay, going to talk let's about play this. this out here um where I'm agitated enough to the point something has agitated me enough to the point of needing a pause do you think I'm going to calmly and nicely say to you hey baby we need to pause this <laughs> like it's gonna be that for that to work it has to be if we if if it is if the white flag is shown of like okay okay uh, i know that myself when i'm in that state i i you know a lot of the time uh uh I, i'll say something like okay i need to like stop um it's not going to be in a nice way. I mean, you know, like it, it, it's just not, there's, if you get agitated enough to the point where you need a pause, you're not going to say, Hey baby, I need to pause in a nice fucking way. Um, I think, I think a lot of the reason why people don't respect that is because they feel that the conversation is going to get cut off. Um, and, and I, that's see, actually, you know what, that's I a very valid that. point. Um, and I've talked to many, uh, various therapists about this is if there's a pause rule in place then it has to be revisited um but the folly in that is like hey babe we gotta pause okay i want to talk about this in an hour well i might not be fucking cool in an hour um to me in the thinking that i've had of this while you were away is we need to have like a if a pause has been put in place then potentially it, we wouldn't let it go more than a day because i doubt i'm gonna go to bed and wake up angry about the same thing tomorrow um but like having a rule that if we're paused then we at the very latest talk about it the next day okay all right this way you know that it will get talked about and so will I. I'll know that we will have the discussion. It might be in an hour. At the very latest, it'll be the next day. So you're not. So you know that you will be heard, and and vice versa. Because at the very end of the day, like any everybody just wants to be fucking heard. You know, it doesn't even have to be right. They just want to be validated in the fact that somebody fucking hears them. All right. So to better help me in the future when that happens. Like, what does that look like for you? Like, I know at certain times, like, we've paused enough. I go to, like, touch your arm or anything. You're like, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, we gotta just pause. Like, you know, I'm, uh, just stop. A lot of the time, that's just me, you know, I, I then distract myself with other things. And no, okay. I don't want to cuddle. <laughs> you know, like, I, I just need to distract myself and, and just like a, a an intense craving for heroin, it's going to pass in most likely 20 minutes to an hour. Okay. 
I think we did that that one time. You're like, I'm not feeling well. I just want to be left alone. And you're like, and you actually thanked me the next day because I steered clear of you. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I that's bug not, you. not talking to each other. You know, that's not me going into a room and sitting Well, we were myself. going to bed it's anyway, just, so. You know, stop, you know, like if we're paused and you want to make dinner, like, of course, it's just the pause is this conversation as it stands right now has to stop because either I or you are in an emotional state that we're not going to hear each other and we have to wait until we can hear each other. Um, but like, hey, I'm going to, you know, take a shower or some bullshit like that. Like, of course, you know, have a conversation. And most of the time, I can't imagine many times that we'll go to bed without, you know, having talked about it see that's the thing too a lot of it in in my mind is i don't like to go to bed angry because you don't know if you're going to wake up the next day so that's always like in the forefront of my mind i'm like we could like you know the day is never promised of an aneurysm in like five minutes you know we don't know you got an answer for everything don't you life (laughs) you know and just that when the pause is in place it will at the very latest be discussed tomorrow in person because like there's times where we pause and like you keep going or like say if we have an argument before work you're talking about it to me and and of course i'm gonna get you know angry over text and i definitely do that where we may pause and i'll go do something and then i start texting you because it's a you know i i, I want to I want you to hear me and, uh, you know, maybe through writing, you know, uh, she'll hear me and that's not healthy, you know, no, stop. I think I pushed you a little too hard the last time because I'll be honest, cause I was angry because when I did lose my job and I came back and I told you, you were like immediately pissed at me and you went out the door and it's like, I, that's the moment I needed you because I was feeling my lowest and like shit and I, I didn't need you to make it better or say anything. I just, I needed you and you did come back. And, and I hear you, but do you remember, and I'm not pointing fingers here, but I told you on the way home that I'm not okay. I told, I'm pretty sure I told you before you even picked me up that I'm not doing good. And that was before any of the stuff. Like I was, I was not okay. My back pain was the worst I felt in years and I was like I'm not okay I need to sleep I'm not okay like I I, that's the the why I got so angry because I felt that I had made it abundantly clear that I like I wasn't okay and then to now add this onto it like I'm not okay like I I I can't take this on And, and I totally get that you needed me in that moment like I and and I feel bad that I wasn't able to and even in the moment i felt bad and that's why i got angry because i was like fuck i'm fucking like spiraling here i'm like my head is in the worst possible situation that i'm gonna you know end up back in a fucking wheelchair or something and then now we're throwing this on it like i can't i can't handle that right now like i i'm not okay myself i can't handle your stuff i and i feel bad having to feel this way but like you i needed I needed to get center and I needed you to get yourself center and then we can, you know, support each other through that. But I had no support for myself. 
the very, you know, so like, how can I help you? And, and that sucks, you know, like I'm, I, I, uh, as a partner, that is a moment of failure that I'm not able to help you when you need it the most. But that's what I've been saying is you have to, um, that was weird. You, you have to have other things in place. Like when I'm not okay, I have three things that I can do to get myself centered because one of those might fail, uh, especially in humans. Um, the very core of getting Grant okay with himself, with his recovery, not sticking a needle in my arm today, it, a lot of that, the, 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 the most effective often and the base mechanisms are not in humans because humans fail all the time. So if, and that's what I've said to you many times, is if, if I can fill myself up, if I can get myself 50%, then I can start, you know, I can look outward to another person. But if I can't fill myself 50% and I need New Rock, who's dealing with health problems, and I call him, that, that's very much early recovery is like, that's why they say, have a fucking phone book full of people because you might call you might be in a shitty situation and you call your sponsor and he's fucking asleep or um you know not able to pick up the phone and whoop, i'm going to get i'm going to use i've fucking done that you know like i'm calling this person if they pick up i'm not using if they don't pick up i'm using and they don't fucking pick up and that's why you got to have 10 people, you know, like, uh, of, of, okay, Bob didn't pick up. I'm calling New Rock. Okay. I'm calling Cam. I'm okay, oh, okay. Okay. And that's a terrible method that I had to operate with for a while until I got to a semi-level ground that when I feel like I'm going to use, I do things myself. I, I get myself center. And then when those things fail me, I look outwardly to people and I still have multiple people. And that's something that you don't have and, and I'm hoping that you get is like you and, and your beginning of that is going to be in people, but it can't, you know, you got to, that's the, the eggs in the basket thing is spread that shit out. You know, like you, you got Carrie now. Great. She is a solid fucking woman, but one day yeah, she's she not going to pick up the phone. You know, and there's going to be one day where I'm in a meeting and I can't fucking help you. And if you only got the two of us, that's a that's a fucking bad situation, especially with what you're going to go into emotionally. You're not going to fucking pick up or drink, um, but like you're going to fucking spiral out in, in the thing. So like that's where I've been saying, like, go running, read a book, uh, do the GED, like because of like these mechanisms that make you feel good that you did yourself then you know then you can go outward but you don't have that right now so you're gonna get it in other people and that's fine but while you're building that list of fucking people then now figure out what makes you feel good and, and have those have those in you know they say it all the time in recovery have those in a fucking tool belt be ready. Okay, I can't run because it's raining. I'm not okay. Okay, did I eat? Um, no, I didn't. Okay, let me... Okay, I don't feel better. Um, I'll clean a little bit. Okay, I still feel a little shitty. I'll write a little bit. Okay, I feel a little bit better, but I'm still not okay. I'm going to call Grant. Oh, Grant can't pick up. I'll call Carrie. Oh, Carrie can't pick up. Well, I'll call Eileen. Oh, I got Eileen, and now I'm back to center before I even, you know, before I even get home from work, and you didn't spiral the fuck out because I might get home from work tired, uh, you know, uh, overworked 
overworked and frustrated and I'm not going to be able to be there for you in the way that you need it. And that sucks, but like that's going to happen. Yeah, I realize that's going to happen. In this case, it was like it was it was difficult in the sense that I know we had to have a conversation months prior if something happens because I didn't there was something that happened that I didn't tell you right away. And you're like, you need to tell me. And it was, I think it was extra pressure because we both work at the same place and you mm-hmm. did put in a good word. So it was just, that was like, that was weighing heavy on my mind. Yeah. I mean, I get it. And, and, you know, believe me, I, I did not, <laughs> I did I, not want you know, to tell I feel you incredibly bad. And that's where the frustration at the time came from was I was angry at myself of being like, fuck, like, I don't have it. I don't. And, and like, I'm failing you as a partner, but like, I don't, you know, and like the, the years of recovery that I have in myself is I know that like, although that sucks and although that's very painful, I cannot, I cannot take my eyes off of me. That's the, the me first thing of even when I have River in my life, like I cannot put her first. I can't. And, and like, as a father, that goes very much against the, you know, as we just talked about with Gay and Ron, like it very much goes against your fucking nature as a parent. But I, uh, you know, broke that in me. So like, I, I, you know, like if Ron runs himself in the ground he's not going to fucking pick up a bottle and drink um and destroy his fucking life but i will do that so for the rest of my life i have to always always put my my shit first and and again as a partner that sucks you know because i always want to be there for you but there are definitely going to be times and that is a prime example that i can't and if we don't look at that boundary and respect it i very may well go and do something stupid because even at fucking i know somebody that has seven years that that had uh was recently talking about uh, a situation where they got as close as they've gotten in a very long time like this will be unfortunately i was talking to somebody from uh, over email like unfortunately this is going to be a battle that I will always have to fight. And and that sucks. Like, it truly does. In early recovery, I talked to somebody that had five years, and they said, I drove by the liquor store today, and I had a shitty day, and I was thinking about going and drinking. And I was like, I remember I was I, I talked to Bob about it. I was like, why the fuck am I even doing this then? Like, I'm never going to be okay? And it's like, yeah, yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> That's it's just the only difference is it, it gets easier. You know, it's the same with the trauma. It, it's never okay. I mean, I could... I was listening to a podcast today that triggered me, but I'm, you know, used to that shitty feeling now that it doesn't, you know, destroy my day like it used to. So I hear you saying that, like, how do I navigate that in the future? Because I'm not the, the type of person to put... Like, I'm always going to... Yourself first? Yeah, Yeah, I know. That's going to be the biggest battle you're going to have. Especially with you. Yeah, I know. 
you you would put Gizzy before your own mental health. I've seen you do it. It's, another thing too is it's instinctual too with her because it's that mother instinct. Like that's that's my baby. Yeah, but you've seen how that can that can harm be a recipe for disaster. Uh, well, I mean, maybe just, I can do that if I'm like one hundred percent and I'm level. Sure, but. Just in general, like if you, when you're not okay, she's not okay because she feels it and she starts nibbling and then you start yelling at her because uh, you want her to stop or you start doing things and she doesn't stop because you're not okay and she goes in and it gets into a, a fucking, you know, it's a, it's a basically the argument that, that we had is like you're, you're, it's a perpetuating circle where you have to okay i'm walking away from this and and i gotta you know she's gonna fucking nibble and that's that's what she's gonna do and and i'm gonna have to meditate and i'm gonna have to read and i'm gonna have to do whatever it is that gets me good how do you navigate that you don't even have the 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 mechanisms in place to navigate any of that first so like there's no answer to that for you yet you gotta that's why i've been saying like these these remaining weeks is write down a schedule and 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 pack your day full of shit and you know it'll it'll very quickly reveal to you what makes you feel good um cleaning the house makes you feel good but the negative side of that is it triggers probably some uh you know um it's the negative side of that is the root of why that makes you feel good is it's attached to your childhood of being uncertain and on a subconscious level you're triggering your inner child um to get into that scared mode of i gotta clean the house or or bad things are gonna happen you know so like maybe probably cleaning the house isn't the best thing to do honestly you know like Um, okay let me stop you there and say yes you are right i'm one on on part of that and two i like things tidy and i like things clean i get that i i do get that but also i've seen you clean to the point where you upset yourself <laughs> I won't. okay all right i'll agree you know so I'll what agree. i'm saying is and and that's just something that's gonna that's a part of who you are and and that's not a good or a bad thing but that's n- when you're not okay it's probably 10th on the list is to clean the house when you're not okay, putting yourself first is realizing that you're you're going to that you probably now that I've pointed it out, uh, you're probably going to notice it next time. But like you, when you used to clean as a kid, it was to avoid punishment. And when you're not okay as an adult and you're not feeling comfortable or safe, although cleaning your environment it, that is a negative coping mechanism for you weirdly you know for other people that's not but for you that totally is i've seen it fucking happen so you have to find what you need to do and you're going to largely do that with a therapist um that's why i say there is no answer for you right now because there's no framework at all you know so like and and i'm not going to help you build that like that is something that i definitely can't i can help you maintain it but i cannot help you build it just like you couldn't help me find the meetings and go to them and 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 you know if i didn't want to go to a meeting that day i'd be upset with you for saying it because that is my personal you know 
I need to build the framework myself and same with you. You're you right. got to build that fucking framework. Right, but I can yeah. advise that it's not, it's probably not a good idea for the, for when you get emotionally upset and triggered and you're home alone to clean the fucking house. Wouldn't do that. Go and run. You just said today you ran and it made you feel good. Yeah. I would bet you that I would advise you to wake up every fucking morning for the rest of the six weeks. And that is the first thing you do. Don't even walk the dogs. Go for a fucking five minute run. Come home, walk the dogs, eat some food because I doubt you, you want to eat before you run. Um, you know, after the dogs are fed, the, the motherly nurturing is kicked in and then, okay, you know, you can feed yourself. You're feeling a little bit better because you had a five minute run. Like, I mean, literally like going two blocks and around before you do anything, because that's going to get your endorphins running on a, on a, on a, uh, a on a subconscious level just uh for how it makes you feel good because that is a positive coping mechanism because of your body dysmorphia that is a um you know a, a positive thing for that uh negative emotion you get, you you want to start looking at like how like the cleaning is a negative coping mechanism for the emotion that you're feeling you know um uh feeding Gizzy before you feed yourself, I would say is actually probably not a good, you know, um, coping mechanism because that is your subconsciously telling child Kelly that the people you love are more important and, and that's dismissing her again. So like you got to look at the, the, uh, what, what does this say to little Kelly? Like the, the very much so every time there's going to be a point where I have to get rid of the, the, the wax seal thing, or at least figure out a different way. There is going to be a day. I know that, that there's going to be a day where I pick that up and I melt one of those things and it triggers. Um, it's not something that I used to do. Uh, as I said to you, it's not like it was never a uh, uh, like uh, the fucking needle things. Um, uh, those are probably not going to get used because of it is is not to, not a triggering thing, but is it a habit thing that the junkie in me is so used to pulling that plunger back and feeling the high afterwards that even though my brain isn't even connecting that because I'm pulling up paint and trying to drop it into a thing subconsciously there's going to be a day where I'm off center and just that little seed is going to get planted and I'm going to fucking grab that spoon and I'm going to melt the wax to make the the wax seal and those two things that I just got myself with and then two days later uh, I didn't have a meeting or I didn't talk to anybody and and it it could spiral me out you know so like most likely the needles I'm probably going to end uh, the blunt tip needles I'm probably going to get rid of because it's just one of those things that I probably, you know, shouldn't be doing. It's like when I was in early recovery, I fought with Bob about it, but you know, years later I get of, he said, if you're in pain, do not take Tylenol. And I was like, fuck you. Like I have back pain and a headache. Like I want to get rid of it. But at the very core of that, that is sending a message to my inner subconscious, take this pill feel better that's what i did for 19 fucking years you know so like uh, i had to i i did listen to him about that and i got it after a certain amount of time and there's times where you ask me do you want me to get you a thing and i go no 
because I have to, you know, I can't do that every time because I'm a junkie and it's not because of having too much Tylenol. I'll eat 10 Tylenol at once. I don't give a fuck. It's the very subconscious act of if I took one at work and I didn't talk to somebody today, I know that I probably shouldn't do do that again when I'm at home. You know, like I, I put recovery things in place before the next time I would take a fucking Tylenol. And you got to start, you're going to learn these things uh, just as I did. Okay. You know, it's, but a lot of it is thinking like I would get up and fucking um, like the negative of Kelly's uh, uh, childhood was feeling alone and, and disconnected from family. So she went somewhere and sang um, and she read books. Well, I would strongly suggest that you try and read a book a week. Uh, maybe you don't read a chapter every day, but read, you know, the Satanist book. You said that you were interested into it. Get up in the morning and go for a run. Come back, have your protein shake. Get uh, Feed the, the puppers, um, take a shower or whatever. Sit down and fucking read five pages uh, or something. And do these, like, start stacking your day with little bite-sized things. Because then at the end of the day, if you're journaling this stuff, you're going to go, oh, the, the run was great. I really felt good. So tomorrow I'm going to do a mile. Um, the reading, not so much, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, and, and these little tiny, you pack your day with 30 fucking things that you're going to try. You're going to, at the end of the day, you're going to go, oh, 15, I'm going to get rid of 15 of those and I'm going to try these tomorrow. And then you whittle it down and then you get a core of uh, things that, that fills Kelly up with, and makes her feel good then um when you get when you do that over and over and over um just as i did if i had to go to the same meeting and do the same thing and and you see if if i if my pattern now even this far in gets knocked off i'm fucked up the next day there's a very core set of things that i have to do otherwise like it'll very much so like it'll fuck up my eating pattern and if i fuck up my eating pattern it'll fuck my shitting pattern up if i don't drink uh the water that that i'm supposed to it'll like i'll get headaches if i get a headache i'll take a tylenol uh maybe a little bit too much and i did didn't call New Rock because I didn't want to have a conversation that day. And in a fucking week, that shit will build up. You know, that's why I say, like, I'm never going to be on level ground. It's always a fucking battle. It's always going to be a battle. It sucks. But I guess that's being human. (laughs) I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if people who aren't addicts and you know, survivors of trauma, uh, cause I'm not that kind of person, but like, unfortunately that's what it fucking is. Just figure, you know, you gotta, and, and then when you do the things for you, like, you know, you'll find five things that make you feel really good. And then you do that for like three weeks. And during that time, you'll build a relationship with Carrie. Uh, you know, um, you'll start building relationships with people because hopefully you're going to be doing these meetings and continue to do them. And you're going to build a relationship outside of those, which is going to be a little bit harder because you're not in person. As you've seen the, the meeting before the meeting and the meeting after the meeting is just as important as the fucking meeting. So it's going to be a little bit difficult little bit of struggle via because you're not in person you're doing it over zoom and shit but you know you could if you 
utilize that to your advantage you can build that with like burger is a great friend and we've we've rarely talked on the phone we do sometimes but rarely because we're able to spread that shit out throughout the day and have a you know build a friendship you can totally do that with any of these people that that you're in the thing with and you'll have you'll very quickly if you do all that you'll have like a a core five things that you do to make you feel good um and then you'll have five people that make you feel good that including me and so when it's raining and you can't go run and i have to go to work you still have four other things uh four other things and four other people that you can talk to and it's a lot of fucking bullshit ass work it sucks i know (laughs) but you gotta fucking do it because otherwise you know as you've seen it is a ton of fucking work uh as you've very much experienced with me but it is fucking great if i could do heroin without consequences there's no fucking doubt i would go go uh stick a needle in my arm but i can't there's consequences but the positive of that is all the work that I did not to fucking do heroin uh, uh, it, it was very good. You know, I, I had a, a good Friday night. I stayed sober and I did something for two other human beings that I'll never meet in person. And I had to do a lot of stuff to do that today to, to get home and do something for somebody else. And I would have liked to have played my video game all night. But, you know, hey, that's life. It's not that bad because maybe one day I'll have my fucking daughter in my life because of all this work. You will. Yeah. So just write a fucking list and do it. Like I am very much so push that idea because I that that's what that I don't have a list that I can show you, but it, I have a list. There's there's a because I've done it so much now that it's inside of my fucking head and I wake up and I do it and very much in the point of like I pick a thing and I go I don't like this I failed at this yesterday so today I'm going to try and balance that out by not doing that like I told you the one time with Lisa at work I like kind of blew her off because I was in my own fucking world. So the next day I tried to not blow her off and try and have a human connection. I do that with my personality uh, on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis. I wake up and I fucking, I say to myself every morning and will for the rest of my life, you're not going to get high today. Uh, I used to write it at the top of my journal every day. You're not going to smoke crack today. And, And after a while, it's just so fucking ingrained in me. I don't even think about it the runes now uh that i've been doing it was i forget sometimes it's pretty much in me now after i've been doing it for so much and showing a fruitful um benefit of it uh it's actually very much helped me sort of like focus on some certain things about myself that i want to improve that now i don't forget to do it and i don't have to you know i probably i'm still writing it down because of the overall benefit of writing something like that down i'm trying to you know i want like three months to look at it but like after three months i'm probably not going to write it down because it's in me it'll just be second nature. yeah it'll just i mean i won't even think about it you know and that's what you should do 
do that shit before you even go see a therapist because that's going to put you a step further because the barrier you have now is you're doing county level mental health yeah <laughs> so I'm, you, you, I'm utilizing the two journals yes. that you got me. so you know you're gonna have to do a lot of that a lot of work is gonna be on your back because you're dealing with county funded fucking things and that's why now with the marriage you will 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 have a, a potential of getting you a, a, a you know a better mental health situation that's that's great but even still i would want you to do this for a while because then let's step you into it let's not throw you fucking feet first into into the fire you know because you know i don't ease my way into things i just like i got this yeah and this stuff you want to fucking ease yourself into you don't got shit the one thing that i i've watched just over and over and over is people in rehab would do therapy and do like really amazing work and they'd be like i got this and they fucking died <laughs> like a week after they got out don't i don't got shit i don't got my sobriety i'm never gonna have it i'm never gonna be good i'm now at a point with this far into it that i can say i got it till tomorrow i got it till next week but you heard me in the podcast before is i i know i'm gonna stay sober tonight but i don't know about tomorrow and that was my white flag of like my sobriety is okay i'm i don't want to use nor do i think i'm going to but i don't know about tomorrow and and that's totally fucking fine you know, that's 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 a okay place. But like now that everything you're on a more stable ground and, you know, working on yourself and I've been working on myself, I could say, yeah, Grant will probably stay sober through the weekend, you know, and at some point it'll maybe get to like a week where I'll have a week where I'm like, ah, I know that. And, and that's a, even a dangerous place for me to get, because when I'm saying I'm, you know, on a Monday when I say ah, I'll be sober till Friday, I'm not going to fucking call, pick up the phone. I'm I'm not going to go to a meeting. Um, that's why it's a good good thing to have those meetings that you go to, that I go to. Like, I have the fellowship that I have to go to, that I have to be there um, if I want to or not, you know, unless life gets in the way. But, like, it's there that I have to fucking be there um, for the other people, uh, not just for myself. Then, you know, when I don't when I'm confident and I think I got it, well, I still got to go to that meeting on Saturday and I go to the meeting and I really, I start talking. And I'm like, Oh fuck, I wasn't okay at all this week. And it was actually dangerous and everything was terrible. Help me. <laughs> you know, like that happens all the fucking time. Cause I only go to like one meeting a week and that's definitely a flawed plan that I have. Uh, I, I do at some, uh, a lot of it's wrapped around COVID. I'm, I, I don't, I don't trust people in an in-person meeting. I just don't, I don't no, trust I don't, that they're doing anything. So, and I'm on safe enough ground that I'm not that fucking worried about it. But like, I do still talk to uh, my network pretty regularly. So I don't get too comfortable. Don't ever get saying. comfortable. You know, don't. Because it'll never be okay. As I said, like, Alex was at least thankfully the person who told me when I asked him about the trauma. He was like, yeah, you're never gonna. It's, it's not okay. It's not. It's not cool. That's not acceptable. That's not anything that should happen to you. And you are, that's, that's what happened to George when I, I called him freaking out a while ago. I was like rattling off everything that was upsetting me. And he's like, yeah, yep, you should be. That's, that is the reaction you should be having. 
don't get high. <laughs> I hate that he does that, but it's true. Like, yep. And that's a very, like, what the I've way been he saying says is, it too. It's like, yeah, well, it's like, yeah just don't, don't be a high. dick, don't get high, yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's, don't lie to yourself. You're not okay. You're you're okay right now, but you're still not okay. You can cry on the drop drop of a hat. That's that's telling me that you're you're better, but you're you're not okay. It's totally fucking fine. Cry at the drop of a hat. You like three times during this. You you start. I'm an emotional person. Like even when I'm like at the top of my game, I'm gonna be emotional. I'm the person that cries at commercials. You're getting defensive. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm not all. getting defensive. Yeah, you did. You went. I'm well, speaking. I'm, I'm speaking know. my truth. There's a difference between being which defensive is, and speaking their truth. Yeah, speaking okay. Your truth, uh, which is true. But at the very core, like you're on better ground. But you didn't do your meeting last week, so you and you did do the other things. But like to, and I get that. But like missing a step in that human connection in that form puts you back a step. You know, you defensively probably didn't do that meeting that one night because you had all this other stuff and you had anxiety wrapped around going to see the doctor and the thing and potentially is it going to take all day? So you probably defensively went, oh, I'm not going to go. And that sets you back a little bit internally because you're saying to uh, little Kelly, you're going to be okay till Thursday. That's why you got to do all of these things and and don't skip them and really like if you're going to put yourself through the flames, put yourself into that shit. You know, uh, did you do the Al-Anon meeting? I did the Al-Anon meeting and I did an Al-Anon meeting actually that morning before I went to see the doctors and did two hours of therapy. Good. You should. That's why I didn't do the support meeting. That one I would tell you. I wanted to do that meeting. But I, I fucked up the time. That yeah. wasn't like, and that wasn't one, that wasn't me wanting to not do it. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, pointing fingers at you because I miss meetings, many of meetings, but I would strongly suggest not to miss that because all of the other things you're going to do are going to stir shit up. And that is the meaning that you're going to connect with somebody Um and because like that's what rehab is they put you they lock you in a place and they stir your emotions up and like you know you find your rehab buddy and and you get through it together and that's why it's so devastating when they die (laughs) because like you've fucking bonded and become family because you went through like you know you talked about the terrible things and then they fucking die because they use but like uh as i say to anybody that's trying to do recovery you don't fucking need 12 step you don't need god you don't need any of this stuff but you cannot do it alone and so you got to find somebody that has the pain that you have or at least the you identify with their pain and 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 vice versa and that's where you're going to find that because you're you're not probably going to find that anywhere else you're going to find somebody who's had some fucked up shit happen to them and you're going to be able to really fucking, you know, unload the emotions that come from all these other things. Because Al-Anon's going to stir up the emotions, the therapist is going to stir that shit up, group there is going to stir it up, and that's where you can fucking create a bond with somebody that that's also most likely either gone through it or is going through it. 
that's going to be a vital, uh, vitally important. That's like your rehab. That's you getting locked in with somebody and, and, you know, growing together. I won't miss it. I got it this Tuesday. Yeah. And again, I'm not pointing fingers, but I'm just advising fucking that. Put that as a lifeline. That's that's my satanic Saturday meeting. That's where I process my shit that happened that week with other people that are like me. And, and that sets me up for the rest of the week. You know? And no. We went a little long there, but we're also married. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about that a little well, bit. Well, let's but. talk about it. It doesn't... Hey, it's our podcast, so if it's going to be three hours, it'll be three hours. Let's do it. I'll talk. Talk, let's go. I don't fucking care. Just talk it into your mic, because now you're nowhere near it. So, I honestly didn't think we were going to get married. Yeah, why? I was resolved to the... Because it's like, it's... I didn't think it was your thing. It's not. I, I mean, I, I just... You know, I'm glad that we are, but like... It doesn't... When I was going through the grief of of the 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 uh, or the, not the grief the the healing from my first marriage uh, ending, uh, you know, mine was different from yours in that I didn't want it to end for a very long time. You know, you wanted it, so you had a shorter, you know, period of that. I had a much longer period of 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 having to go through the process of it. And I finally get to a point where I'm like, yeah, no, this should totally like this should I shouldn't have been holding on this long, you know, but like I held it on very long because I it took me a while to get to that. And in that process, I just kind of was like, to me, it doesn't. It's not a dedication of love to me, you know, like if we're not married or we're married, it, it, to me, it, it seems almost more like of a dedication that you're staying with me. Um, and that's just wrapped around my ideas of marriage, you know? Um, and it probably, a lot of that has to do with the fact that the woman that I married left me, you know, in my, time of need so like I, I i probably bitter about that and that's why like you know um it doesn't mean anything anymore um i don't know if that's healthy or not but that's probably you know so then why did you want to get married because i was driving to work and was thinking about you have a a tough road ahead like there's go it's going to be so are you telling me you married me to give me your medical like what fallon did with you no let me finish my statement no go ahead go ahead <laughs> yeah get defensive and bitchy yeah i'm going yeah. for it i was driving to work and i realized that like what you have ahead is is going to be difficult and the very core of your pain is the fact that nobody stood by you through that and although like the idea of getting married legally doesn't mean something for me. It does for you. It, it, it very much does. And us getting married would be the best way, like in my, like my love language, I, it doesn't mean much, but for you, it does. And that would be the best way for me to like show you that I want to be with you through this. 
um, that I want, that I will be standing by you. Cause for me, like if I was going through tough times and you stayed with me and, and we weren't married, that's like how I, I'd be like, wow, that's amazing that through all this, <laughs> you know, she, she doesn't legally have to, but she stayed cause it's very much so like the attached to how, like when I want to get high, it's not the people that love me that stop me from doing it. It's the people that didn't have to love me. And that's like not having to love me, not being married to me, being married to me. Well, now you got to love me and you got to stick with me through it. Um, for you, it's opposite that nobody has, you know, you don't have the family that stood by you. And this would be me saying the ultimate way that I can say I love you and I want to be your f family and so, you know, I am going to stand by you because I wanted some way to prove to you in the best way that you could understand that I would stand by you through all this because you were very afraid that I, I you know, um, at least for a little bit, you were afraid that I w wouldn't stay with you. And, and, and this seemed, not seemed, I mean, it, to me, it was the best way in your way of love because like you very much need to see you know like in this situation i need you you need no matter what i could say or how i loved you is it doesn't matter i have to show you through your understanding of love that i'm going to stand by you and that's probably been like the disconnect in some of the situations is like you know i love a certain way and you love a certain way and and sometimes i don't you know recognize your way of loving going back to i tend to take uh instead of give back so this was the you know yes you have a tough road ahead, and I'm going to stand by you through every minute of it. You didn't have to marry me. I was resolved to the fact that we weren't going to get married, to be honest. Well, fuck it. Let's rip up that um, certificate. Then. Like, I thought you wanted to. <laughs> I, how is that long explanation not me wanting to? I, I mean, I guess it is, but it's like kind of like a backhanded wanted to in the sense that it's like I wanted to because it was your love language. Now you're getting defensive because your arms are crossed. Man, we shouldn't be doing this. I don't see how that... Okay, well, if that's how you interpret it, I, I'm not going to take that from you. That was your ultimate show of love, but you don't believe in it. That, no. I, I, it's not that I don't believe in it. That isn't my ultimate show of love. But because I love you so much, I'm showing you through the way that you love that's what partners do you have to like you know go like you have to see it from the other person's side and uh you know meet each other in the middle i don't see how we just totally lost lost what oh you're just so upset now i mean i'm <laughs> I'm not upset. It's just like, I don't want you to do something you don't want to do. It's not that I don't want to do it. I, I mean, wanted to, uh, I wanted to get married. I told you that, but I was waiting for uh, getting a house and the experience of you being in the hospital and me not being able to do anything was terrifying because I love you deeply. And it was like terrifying. I can't do something because legally, you know, 
So it was like woke me up to like, like although this may not be like my form of of expressing love, like I need to be able to, uh, you know we need to be able to like, you know, I want us to be a team and like, we can't be a team legally in certain areas because we're not married. And that was really scary, you know, uh, of, of talking, not being able to talk to a doctor until you sign the form, until you are mentally, you know, capable to sign a form. Like that was fucking terrifying. Like, fuck, you know, like I want to talk to somebody now. I want to get something going now. I, you know, it, and that's why I was like that woke me up to like oh okay uh i understand why you know we should get married because i want to be a team and i can't do that without this legal piece of paper and i want to ultimately show her that i will stand by her through what is ahead and and more uh let's do this now you know like i i would have liked to have do done something a little bit more, you know, extravagant for you. Uh, uh, not like a big old wedding, but like a little bit more something. But like, you know, the a lot this experience was terrifying of not being able to do something. Oh, sweetie, yesterday was perfect. Like it didn't have to be extravagant or like to me, that was my dream wedding. So it's not that I would, you're, you're Go back to the beginning where you were saying, where you understood that you didn't hear me in certain things. I'm not saying that marriage doesn't mean anything. Like, I'll say it, I'll explain it in like, uh, I can't say it in any other, I can't seem to to, uh, figure it out anywhere, uh, any way else than this. Like, you don't like anal, but I like that, and you love me enough to allow me no, to. Oh, and you're going to say it here. You're going to say <laughs> yeah, it here. Well, because I can't think of any other way to, like, cognitively frame it. It's but you like love me you're, enough to, to... You're doing something that doesn't bring you joy because you love me. And and uh, and I'm not, you know, again, like, this does bring me joy. But, like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, that's not my form of uh, or expression of love it's it's you standing by me through anything and everything I without legally having everything to. With but or without a marriage in the and and for you that that's you know being married and 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 having the legal piece of paper and and the this whole fucking thing was terrifying like not being able to do like they gave me a lot of problems being there when they found out when i dropped you off that guy that were not actually married doors started closing and i had to fight even harder and that was like fuck are you oh, fucking kidding that's me why the doctor gave me shit in there because he tried to tr- he's like are you he's like oh your fiance and i'm like, yeah he, that started yeah, causing problems and i was like he tried fuck. To- and then i was driving to work and i was like you know man like there's you know logically uh you know fuck like that was scary um you're gonna have things where you're gonna have to talk to doctors and i'm and 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 like if i need to talk to them i'm not going to be able to because i'm not your fucking husband or legally your family and like you've got you were scared that I may not stand by you. And here's my, my way through how you interpret 
an expression of love to show you that that's you know that I'm that I do love you that I am now you legally have to stand by (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know what I'm saying I get what you're saying I want obviously I want you to be here because you want to be here not because you legally have to be here no I know that I, I know, but like to you that 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 but I get having it. We the have a completely different love language. Legally, I get that. family is is you know that's an important which I get. You don't have family, you know. You want to make your own, and I want to do that. And this is a way to, <coughs> you know, this is the 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 best way to do that. And yes, I did want to marry you, but I would never have pushed it. I know. Well, we we would have if this didn't happen. It was just I was waiting, but it's like you know, I'm waiting for this moment that I'm potentially going to be able to buy a house. Like everything is burning as we know it. <laughs> like why am I waiting for this potential moment when I have the moment in front of me? The very thing that I tell myself all the time like enjoy the moment not the past or the future the moment and this is the best way to enjoy the moment and say okay it's official let's get married i'm gonna be with you let's build a family rather than saying yes i'm gonna do that but when i can buy a house like that that seemed after this experience seemed actually kind of fucking dickish uh, that i was making you wait (laughs) well i mean i was shocked when you said hey let's get married i'm like ah I'm like, yeah, 100%. Because like I said, I would marry you in a fucking dumpster fire. I would. I love you. And even if we didn't, like, I wasn't going anywhere. I know. Are you now not upset with me? Since I was able to explain it in Well, a I get that you're not a romantic, 32. and I am. I am. But that is kind of romantic, the way you described it, though. That you thank that you. you. I thought that myself. In your logical, in like, your logical Lieutenant Data way. That's the <laughs> most beautiful reason to get married. When I thought of it, I was like, oh yeah, okay. And then, you know, I'm not gonna lie and say like when when I had that thought, I was like, oh, and fucking health insurance. Like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, that's when the logical way I'm looking at all these things. I'm like, why the fuck am I even waiting? Like, what the fuck am I doing? Well, I guess in my mind, the anger came from me comparing, I guess, your first marriage, maybe. Because it's like, you know, I don't know. Did you want to get married the first time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to like... It's You know, it's hard to like think back to that in general you know like i don't even know like yeah you know but i don't know why we want it was insurance solely insurance did i want to get married to fallon i i don't i don't know (laughs) i don't i don't know (laughs) i i definitely wanted to get married you know like because the idea at the time of you know how i i don't think that's you know like because I was fucking nineteen, okay. You, you were know? oh, you were that young. I was I thought nineteen you were like during in your 20s. that. I was nineteen. We met at nineteen, and we got married. I think I was uh, either twenty or twenty-one. So I, you weren't even partially remember. done in the. I wasn't even a fucking, uh, you know. 
And being that you're a guy, a, you were very. <laughs> I'm a fucking baby at that point. So like, it, you know, did I want to get married? Yes, because my idea of that's what I mean about marriage in general is my former idea of success in life was uh, get a degree, get a job, uh, get married, get a house, have a kid that's it like it's literally a checking the box of those things and then that equals happiness and that's not what i value life on now like i could have none of those things and still be happy i had the very brutal lesson of that of losing all those things and having to find happiness in that i could live in a cardboard box with no money and i would find happiness now because i don't value my life off of the things i value my life off the experiences and the people that i'm having it with i don't give a fuck if i'm ever rich or not so like that's why marriage to me doesn't have carry that much weight because it's not the it used to be like i had to get this to be happy i know that getting that isn't going to make me happy or isn't going to be like again it's like the the a to b to c like getting married having a house then happiness that's literally what i thought not knowing that like all not even understanding the things wrapped around that the emotions the the responsibilities uh any of that stuff you know and now it, i my value of life is completely different so like did i want to get married to fallon i don't know the answer to that i i know i wanted to get married and i know that my entire dating life before um uh, yeah, I mean, before Fallon, because after that, that's when I, I learned differently, was find a wife. I never dated people. You know, I never slept around. I never dated anybody for less than several months because it was always, I mean, even in middle school, it was, oh, could I marry this person? Could I marry this person? Could I marry this person? I was literally just going through that because that's what... You know, Ron and Gay didn't mean to put that in my head, uh, but that's what it equated to in my broken mind, you know? And now I don't have any value in that. If we never own a house, it's, I'm not going to be any less, more or less happy. It's, 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 it doesn't matter. It's the, you know, the us, the now, the what are we experiencing now? Not even so much the future, because uh, the who fucking knows what's going to happen. The very idea of the life that I have now wasn't even was not comprehensible. Like they they somebody explained it once in early recovery of the life you could have you can't imagine because your project the the your projector is broken, like you know when you're. You used like I did. I couldn't even possibly comprehend life without drugs. So, you know, and now I, it's like, you know, I, I can't. I, I, I know what would happen if I do use drugs, but I can't like comprehend living that way anymore. You know, even though I, I did that for so long, I just can't even comprehend it. Like how, how is that even living? How did I even think any of that was okay? But at the time, I couldn't even think that there was anything on this side of the fence. Because you changed. And that's, 
what I mean about marriage is like that it that doesn't fill me up any as it did but the experience of all of this I was like the and the responsibilities of our relationship I realized like oh I'm actually being an asshole not marrying her because like where I want to go and where I hope to go and the now uh, is being blocked by the fact that we're not fucking legally married. Like, it hit me driving to work. I'm like, why the fuck am I waiting at all? I actually said to myself, I was like, you're being a dickhead. Like, what the fuck, dude? How did this not even, like, dawn on me uh, before? What, because I wanted to buy a fucking house? Doesn't mean shit. So just to be clear, I don't have to give you anal anymore. <laughs> I'll just take it. And it's fine. We got enough ropes. That... I get what you're saying. And you're right. There was a little twinge in me. Because yeah, it's you like, got very upset. Well, well, yeah, because like I, I like in. We're, we're different, obviously. And that's a good thing, because if we were the same, that would be very boring. But I'm in the sense of like, I'm deeply in love with this man. Therefore, I want to declare my love for him and marry him. And that's literally the explanation I just gave you. I know. Was I was driving to work and I realized that I love you so much that we have to do this. But I get what you're saying. Like you grew up in the mindset of you wanted to get married. Mine was opposite. When I was like seven, I'm like, I never want to marry anyone. I want to be single for the rest of my life and I never want to get married. And then I made that tragic fucking mistake with with Mike, which I shouldn't have because I felt like I had to. I'm going to be you now and get upset for no reason. No, <laughs> that's totally how I looked. But I felt like I had to. Like, I don't know why I felt like I had to. And I think it was tied to, and this is going to sound fucked up, but I think it was tied to I saw this, like, pathetic guy and... I wanted to like fix him. save yeah, totally. no not fix him but like save him and that probably is tied back to me wanting to get my brother out of that situation and save him yeah. and just you didn't have a family and a chance to mold one. oh let me tell you something I knew the moment I met his his family we were not going to be close or be family they hated me and I will put this on record right now I vehemently hated these fucking people they were judgmental they were assholes they didn't like it that I wasn't um they didn't like it that I wasn't well, when Jewish I say family I'm not talking about that I'm talking about, you know like when I say family in the situation of us, I'm talking about us, 3.0 version of the Stracks. I'm not yeah. including my family, my, my, you know, parents and stuff in that because like this is, you know, although they're family, like this is family to me. Well, I felt like that head. before we got married. To be honest with you, I felt like you were my family before we got married. But you're saying, the reason I said that is because you said, like, oh, I know his parents didn't like me. When I say you having the chance of having a family is you looking at him going, oh, I can, you know, subconsciously you're going, oh, I can have a family. I can, you know, build with him because he's broken and I can help him and I'm broken and we can help each other because that's what, you know, the basis, base human. I mean, 
I, I mean, I guess part of that's true because I, I guess I had the inclination on my mind of, you know, the things like we had the conversation downstairs that night, the, the way the things are supposed to be. Yeah. So I, I had I, that for a little while. I don't even blame much of that on like, although like Ganron didn't raise me to think that way. Like a lot of that society of, you know, uh, the American system that we're pro all programmed into makes you think that that's the way you know it starts with fucking disney films and these the how they you know frame happiness but like we all are in that mindset of you know get like i was saying before the the checkbox of get a good job i'll be happy and we see that with fucking you know more than half of society have a have a, a stable job with health insurance and 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 stable pay and they're fucking miserable yeah you know like but the idea we're programmed to have to get that that stable job with health insurance and you'll be happy and then you get to that point it's like you know obviously you know like we're we're not taught to find happiness from within you're right that's why like you know to me before this, the, the I, in my head, I was thinking like, well, the the marriage doesn't mean that I love you, you know, like the fact that I'm with you and that we're going through life together is us loving each other, you know. That's how I'm expressing my ultimate form to you, like like Nick, um, uh, Yno Nick, like he in no way ever wants to get married. Uh, ever and and like i look at that i'm like oh that's like beautiful that they're both been together so long and and they don't have to be you know and like just for whatever fucked up reason in my head that seemed okay and then this this entire experience just reframed that for me so like like yeah it's sinking in what you're saying you want to know someone's going to be there because they they want to be there and not because they have to be there yeah, and 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 it's wholly probably wrapped around the fact that when I want to get high, I don't give a fuck about anybody that's my family. I care about the people that didn't have to care about me that did. For whatever that is inside of me is definitely wrapped to the idea of love, because the way I I don't think I'm worthy of love but when somebody that doesn't have to shows me it's like almost more like meaningful uh in a way uh uh to me because it's like oh you don't even have to you know that's that's why i fell in love with you because like you don't in any way have to care about my existence or who i am as a person uh uh but you do you know so it's like oh wow that's that's uh, more real, I guess. <laughs> so then why did we get married? <laughs> because I wanted to show you that as in you staying with me, when you asked me to marry you and I said yes, but um, that is your way of showing me how much you love and care for me that no matter what, you're going to be with me. And that this was in return, realizing that and going, oh, I'm going to now do that for her because she's hurting and I want to prove that, 
you know, I want to prove that I, I want to give you a little bit of strength because I want you to make it to the other side. And I want you to know that I'm going to fucking be there. So fuck you for judging me. I'm not judging you. <laughs> Do you think I'm judging you? You did. You were, I was not getting laid tonight with those eyes. <laughs> There might have been a little bit of judgment. Mm -hmm. There's still a, like a little girl in here that wants to hear, I married you because I love you. Like you're the love of my life. You know, that's what. How like, is that not what I just said though? Oh my God. In a more momentous way. <laughs> because I did it for you. <laughs> to show you. I don't know. I guess part of me wanted you to do it for you too. I did. The. I obviously did. How do you not see that? But the thing that made me realize it was my love for you. Ah. Oh. That's why it's so fucking fuck you for not valuing that. So how do I, that. like, how do we know now if the other one's staying with the other one because they want to? or the Oh, now we're just stuck to. together. That's just, you know. Uh, just so you know, just because you're married doesn't mean you're... <laughs> I love you because I want to. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How much you got on the back of your head? I gotta wash my hair and get a little bit of dandruff. <laughs> so we done? Two hours and 11 minutes. You got anything else you want to say? It was a beautiful wedding. Yeah. You? No, I pretty much said it. I've rambled for probably an hour. This is and a shit minutes. show, isn't it? Like this is gonna be a shit it's show. It's gonna be a pain in the ass. Well, just the one part to edit. But yeah. All right, River. A little peek into life. Love you, lady. Yeah, love you. Good night.